everybody, to an all-new episode of the Loftus Party Podcast. So happy to be here. So thrilled you're with us. You guys, you're never going to believe who's on the other end of the, the internet over there. We got the we got the Liberty Gimlet. How you doing today? Hello! <laughs> that was good. That was high energy. I felt it. You know what? You know what just occurred to me? Uh, this is what producer Rick told me. We're coming close to episode 300. I think this is 297. Ooh, we're going to have to think Ooh. of something special. We're going to have to think of something special for, for episode mm. the Hundy. But I just want to thank everybody for being here. A lot of you guys have been, been here since episode one. And I just am pleased as punched. Hopefully, the show just keeps getting better and better. It feels like it does to me. I'm digging the new segments. And you know what? And there's some stuff that from the past that I think we got to bring back. Do you remember... A thing we used to do, like weird state laws. Yes, back with Mr. Andrew Apple. Yeah, yeah. I kind of want to yeah, bring that yeah, back. Yeah. Okay, so we have a yeah. phenomenal uh, a phenomenal show for you planned. Uh, of course, you're going to get you know our takes on politics, and pop culture, and the news, and all that good stuff, and goofing off. Then we got what's on the web with Paul. And I'm just going to tease this. I'm going to tease it right now. We There's a lot of uh, Game of Thrones prequel talk there's a lot of talk about uh the new sketch comedy show i'm a part of that show tonight and there is a little discussion of some sex toys we got a list of uh sex toys they're either weird or awesome and you guys need to decide but stick around for that and then uh the gimlet and i we head on over to patreon for the patreon segment so we're moving fast we're shucking and jiving we are, we're floating like butterflies and stinging like bees. Oh, and a big shout out to uh, everyone from the Greg Gutfeld show. Did a taping of that the other day. And that was uh, so much fun. Just a lot, a lot of laughs. And that's what, that's what is uh, so refreshing and good. You can go on Gutfeld and you watch Gutfeld and you all laugh and you have a good time. And that's why we're doing that show tonight as well. Because there's stuff that you have to make fun of. And it's fun to do it, you know, like with a sketch comedy show. Something like is like a Saturday Night Live. So I'd encourage everybody, before I forget, go to thatshowtonight.com. Check out the clips and maybe consider uh, subscribing. You know what? You're going to get, it's going to be a great show. We got awesome hosts lined up. Just going to be a lot of fun. Okay. So without further ado, here's the, there's two big ones that, that are, uh, weighing heavy on my mind and this is all about like censorship and the media and all this stuff so i saw this story and i, I posted a thing about it at the loftestparty.com there was a retraction in the new york times and, and this was stunning this they had reported on the number of children that uh were hospitalized due to covid and they had the number new york they reported it as uh as uh like 900,000 kids. What? Yes, almost a million children. Almost a oh million God. hospitalized due to the rona. Uh that was their oh, number no. and then I'm bringing it up right now. I'm bringing it up right now Last because you're I gonna... looked it was around 48,000. I want to say uh 63 63 okay. between okay. oh but, but no that's between August of 2020 and October uh -huh. of 2021. So yep. New York Times that's just a little oopsie. They had to do a little and you know how it is. You know how it is. You throw the big you throw the big grenade, there's a big explosion, people run around like crazy people, and then a couple days later you go, "Oh, hey, you know Oops. what? We we might have we might have got that wrong." That's a big one. That's a big well, one. Do you know why it's huge? Like, Please do tell. So you said 63,000 children under the age of 18 have been hospitalized since 2020. Yes, since, since August the pandemic. Be is it August of 2020 or is it more like April? Uh, they're saying August 2020. Uh, I, I think it goes back further than that because I look at the entire pandemic and 10% of the country is like 6,000. So anyway, it doesn't matter. Do you know how many children are are hospitalized every year under the age of four with just respiratory synctovirus, which is RSV. How many? 58,000. Yeah. 
I mean, 58,000 children under the age of five are hospitalized every year with this one virus. And we're talking about a population like five times that big, 73 million under the age of 18. And they've had 60 something in more than a year. So this is like full on hand me my tinfoil hat. Like you can't, you can't, you don't just make a, an 835,000 oopsie. You're doing this on purpose. You want people to afraid. You want them to be live in fear. You want the kids to wear masks. It's like they want, and Lord knows what's happening to these kids. There's something, it's going to sound hokey, but like when you don't see the smile on somebody else's face, when you can't read facial cues, I, I have to think that messes with you long term. We gotta okay. take we gotta get the masks off these kids. Go ahead. You're you're I, you're itching. Can I just tell you it messes with adults too? Because I am not <laughs> at home. I am elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And I went to go to the grocery store. And where I live, like we all decided sometime in the summer of 2020 we were gonna live with COVID. Right. Mm-hmm. We we're just gonna do what we did, and that was that. And we didn't all drop dead. Our kids are fine. We had the first football game for high school in the nation in August of 2020. Okay, so we just live like Walmart couldn't keep masks on us. Like not just not happening. I come to another town over a year later and I go to go in the grocery store. I don't even think about it. Right. People were looking at me like a murderer. I saw, uh, I've seen people masked in their cars by themselves again. I'm like, oh my God, you people are all so damaged. You're so damaged. And it's coming from the top down. It's coming from these no. outlets like the New York Times and the mainstream mm-hmm. media and the legacy media. They want people to live in fear. The The education people, the, the teachers unions, oh, the kids have to wear a mask. And there is zero reason there it's is worse than that they want to jab them well now i'm really uh, listen i was anti-forced jab before but now i am double triple quadruple you know what i'm i'm vaccinated for the truth <laughs> gimlet i'm i'm vaccinated for uh, standing up and not don't let them do this to your kid don't let them no. do this to your kid no please don't Please don't. Um, I was actually watching a hearing from the WHO before the pandemic. I had no idea how many vaccines kids were getting now because my kids are all older. Yes. There's like something like 27 different vaccines that they're giving these kids. And here's the top people. You remember how that FDA person resigned at the top a couple weeks ago? Show the do. two people, the two people there. She was at this meeting, and they're all talking about how now people we don't have enough science to give people the data they're asking for before they vaccinate their children, and now we're losing the healthcare providers. So yeah. how do you get vaccinations back on track? You get vaccinations back on track by scaring the shit out of people. It's. <laughs> It something really nefarious is going on. That's the only. Oh, yeah. That's the only thing where it all lines up. It all lines up if you start thinking like a supervillain. I know we've said it before. Uh, I just don't. When the New York Times goes out of their way, I'm trying to wrangle it back to this, where they're like yeah. nine hundred thousand children have been hospitalized with COVID since the pandemic began. <laughs> And the actual number is 63,000. And, and like you're saying, the normal number without COVID, kids going to the hospital is like right around 60. Like it's it's close enough. Like it, it's With negligible. With one virus. With one yes. vi- Like another virus under five. That's just a fraction of children. Yeah. Something, something really weird is going on. And, uh, I know people now who are like, they got the, they got the jab, they got the double vax and they're like, yep, that's it for me. I'm not going boosters. I'm not, I'm not doing something. Now you read, now you read that, um, Sweden. Yeah. I think it's Sweden. 
And several other European nations are like, none of this Moderna crap for people under 30. The risks from the vaccine are higher than the risks from COVID. And I watched the FDA hearing when the FDA doctor was asked, well, where does the risk split? Well, he said, about 40. If you're a male under 40, the risks for myocarditis are higher than the risks from COVID. About 40, that starts to flip-flop. So I sit there and I go, why is the NBA, whose males under 40, for the most part, are literally their assets? They're forcing these guys who are at higher risk from the vaccine than from COVID to get this shot. And those are the people that make their money. <laughs> it's it's all just completely bonkers. It's all it's just totally completely bonkers. Uh, bonkers. And, and I, you know, the I'm not going to get into the quagmire of the science, but this whole thing is like, oh, this is the idiocracy of uh, we need the unvaccinated to be vaccinated to protect the vaccinated from the unvaccinated because the vaccine doesn't offer the protection. It's like, what the heck? Here's the thing. Uh, you get vaccinated for polio, you don't get polio. You get you get vaccinated for the mumps, you don't get the mumps. This whole thing of like, oh, I got the, I got the I jab. What? I literally went and looked at what they were vaccinating kids for. Yeah, it's not anything that hurts them. <laughs> like it's, hepatitis uh, B, you get that from inter- intravenous drug use and sex. Why are you vaccinating your infant for that? And now they got the uh, the HPV one that they want all yeah, the no, kids. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, that's uh, that's what what are we doing? What are we doing? Okay. There's so much uh, else going on. I want to spend a little bit of time uh, on this one too. We'll we'll circle back to a lot of these. We'll we'll do the old Jen Pasaki and circle back. There's a couple things that are just absolutely horrifying, and just so completely ridiculous. This whole uh, this whole Department of Justice telling the FBI to look at concerned parents as as possible domestic terrorists. Okay, so. Uh, it's it's ridiculous and it's kind of funny and it's it's so ridiculous you have to kind of laugh, <laughs> but two it's, it's it's so completely scary and three I want to talk to anybody who listens to this show and is thinking about going to a school board meeting. You got to still go, you got to still go. Now you got to encourage more people to go. Now you got to take people with you. And I want to say this: nobody confronts anybody. Don't I'm going to do the anti-Maxine water speech. Don't get in anybody's face. Don't threaten anybody. You got to be like uh, you got to be like Mahatma Gandhi on this one. But show up. Don't. It's it's a terrifying notion. It's a terrifying notion that as cities were being burned down and federal buildings were being attacked and they were trying to burn cops alive inside buildings in Portland and a hundred over a hundred nights of riots. And with the violence in Chicago and all that, oh, oh, we're gonna spend our we're gonna spend our time going after concerned parents. Hopefully, that's it for everybody. Like well, I snapped a, a, a long time ago. Like, and when I say snapped, like my vision became clear as to what's going on. Hopefully, this hopefully this will uh, snap some other people awake, like a rubber band snap on your arm. What do you got? Well, first of all, it just proves Donald Trump correct. They come after me because they hate you. Yes. That's number one. Yes. Number two, this is just, if you don't understand at this point, they're criminalizing dissent from progressive orthodoxy. You're never going to. Like, you're just never going to. And number three, as I've already told all of the parent groups I work for, I'm like out on the tip of the spear in this stuff. I do podcasts. I have a Twitter feed. I write for a conservative outlet. Just call me Honey Badger Inc. Seed your time to me and I'll tell them everything you want me to tell them. Like if you would like to stay back here and you just want to put me at the podium, just seed all your time and I will make every point you, I will take your notes with me and I will say it because I'm you not. You are Spartacus. <laughs> No, just Honey Badger Inc. <laughs> we need the I Honey Badgers out. And I'm already in, tr- like, if we're going to get in trouble, I'm already in trouble. 
I'm, I'm finding out, I'm watching this stuff where like they have these new search term warrants. Have you heard of these? Dude, my Google search history is so insane because of what I do for a living. I'm already on their list. I am Honey Badger Inc. I have, I have to think I'm on their list too. And I'd like to apologize publicly to whatever uh, agent is going through my Google search terms. No kidding. <laughs> They're like, okay, he likes, he likes, he likes freedom of speech. He likes Star Wars. He's keenly interested in butt stuff. He likes, he likes bikinis, tropical beaches. Here's some more Star Wars stuff. Oh, but here's I, another one about freedom of speech. Here's one on I sex legitimately, voice. for two years, I do all my searches in Brave Browser and DuckDuckGo. Like Google, Google has my Gmail. That's it. Oh, they got, they got tons on me. They're like, <laughs> they're like, oh, look at him. Look at him here. He's looking at some Second Amendment YouTube video. And then now here he is over at some Princess Leia cosplay. But I mean, my <laughs> Actually, God. I'm not, you know what? I'm not apologizing like, to the FBI agent. I'm a good one. Wait. If you get me to look at, that's a fun one. I'm in. Oh, no. If you, if you get me, you're going down so many effing rabbit holes. <laughs> It's yeah, like, but like seriously though, but like I, all the time. But like yours are all like data and like when did they file this motion and who was the governor in 1812? <laughs> like what's the weirdest thing that you think you've looked for lately? What's something odd? All that of would, the um all of the Eco Alliance grants. Wow. When they, when they were issued um I <laughs> I got a half naked girl dressed up like Princess Leia. <laughs> yeah, no, I've got, I, I, I got, I got the equal size. Grant. Here's the actual size of spaceships if they existed in real I've life. Got, <laughs> I've, I've also got the whole WHO hearing where they're saying, yeah, we don't really have any scientific data that says these injections are okay for kids. I've got, uh, I've got the Rolling Stones tour dates. I've got uh, the Nina swimwear summer preview. I got new Biden poll numbers. I got uh, new red flag gun laws. I got the final trailer for Dune. And I got. I got God, it's all like. Oh, okay. We're going to take a little break as I recover from that. We're going to come back. There's so much more to discuss. You guys are the best. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Space exploration could become more accessible to more people in the future. We are writing the narrative of human spaceflight right now. And what do we want that to look like? That's Dr. Cyan Proctor, one of the crew members of Inspiration4. Hear how their mission will also help fund treatments for childhood cancer in the series St. Jude Mission of a Lifetime. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Wondering if that free streaming site was safe? Know for sure with Cox Panoramic Wi-Fi Advanced Security. It protects your connected devices from online threats and sends real-time alerts, so you don't have to wonder. Click to learn more. Restrictions apply. Copyright 2020 Cox Communications, Inc. All rights reserved. The world has changed, and Microsoft Teams is there to help us stay connected. Teams is the safe and secure way to chat, meet, call, and collaborate. To learn more, visit Microsoft.com Teams. We're jumping in the B block. I'm in the B block, jumping in the B block. Welcome back to the show, everybody. A lot to get, a lot to go through. Uh, we had a good laugh over our uh, poor FBI agents having to look at our Google searches. It, what's, I want to know, you guys, we post this. All right, so the, the, the podcast is, we're on uh, iHeartRadio, we're on Amazon, we're on iTunes, we're on all the platforms, and, and, we also posted at theloftestparty.com. So when I ask these kind of questions, leave your comments at theloftestparty.com. That would be a big help. But like, if, if there's something weird, 
I love this idea of like, who are you in terms of your Google searches? Like, what does that say about you? I want to know. I want people to look at their uh, Google search history and just let us know what's the weird stuff that pops up. Because there's always the normal, like, hey, how long do you have to cook a chicken breast at 375? You know, there's that stuff. And then you'll scroll through and you're like, wow, what was I thinking? What was I thinking that day? I want to know about that. And you got to do it fast because things are about to get bad. I have uh, I have a bad feeling, as, as Han Solo and Obi-Wan Kenobi and everybody in every Star Wars movie ever says, I've got a bad feeling about this. This fake Facebook whistleblower. And I say fake because oh I, believe, I believe she's God. fake. This totally is, uh, fake. yeah, this is just uh, uh, opening up the door to to censorship on on Facebook, more censorship on on social media because that's the thing that, and I think it drives the left crazy. It drives them crazy their lack of success on Facebook. Oh, totally. So, for whatever reason. I don't I have I have theories as to why the right has more success and, you know, yada, yada, yada. But regardless, it's about to get, I think, really bad. And then if you think about it, they they crushed all the the really big. There were some really big groups out there on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and they crushed all those guys before the 2020 election, you know? I didn't get in any groups that got crushed. I got in groups that ended up moving because of the censorship. But, I mean, it wasn't even like we were doing anything. Like, the groups I was in, it was like, oh, here's this story on this policy. Here's the, I mean, we weren't plotting anything or anything else like that. Well, no, I mean, it's like, uh, and I think this is groups that were just posting memes. Oh, yeah. You know? And and then some some Facebook. But I, mean, I got I got popped last night. I got I got I haven't had a uh, I haven't had a fake news or misleading. They like to get the loftus party for misleading news. I did a post about this new uh, Treasury Department IRS thing, where if you've got more than six hundred bucks in a bank account and you move six hundred bucks, if there's in mm-hmm. stuff going in and stuff going out, that's going to automatically get reported to the IRS. Boy, they they flagged that. They flagged that as misleading. How did they flag that? That's not misleading. That's a fact. It's in the reconciliation bill. So that's what I did is I I deleted the post. You know, because I'm 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 playing by the rules, but I went to their fact checking site and they have on on the on the very site that says, hey, uh, your post is misleading. Here's why. And you click. Here's why. They have the the statement from the department, the the Treasury Department, of what their intention is and how they're going to do it. So I just did a screen grab of that and posted posted that instead. Very good, because it's exactly what they're going to do. Like, you have to stop and think about everything they're doing. So they're going to look at your Google search. They're implementing a pilot program to do per mile. That'll go through your phone. Through your easy pass, they'll be able to track your movements. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to track your purchases. They might as well get up and count how many freaking fillings you have in your teeth. If you want to crush dissent, all you need to know is what is people spending their money on, where are they going, and who are they talking to. That's it. You bada already bing, have them bada boom. Your, they already have. They're already tracking your cell phone information, right? Yup. That's that's the whole NSA. So they know who you're talking to. They're going to know where you're going. They're going to know where you're spending your money. And they're going to know what you're looking at on the web. And then you're one step away from, and this is not, this is like, it's straight out science fiction, but it's happening. It's happening. You come out, you say the wrong thing about the wrong people. Then you get scooped up. Then they're going to uh, do a mental evaluation like the like the dude who criticized the, the, the generals. Yeah. Yeah. Now, my buddy, my buddy, Brandon Tatum had a good take on that. I want to say this publicly too. Brandon Tatum, former uh, police officer. Now he's a very, very outspoken, really successfully uh, outspoken and good, good critic of of the left. 
And as a former cop, he's like, you know what? When you're wearing that uniform, you shouldn't talk that smack. When he was talking about the, the, the what's the guy's name? Schiller? Schuller? Schuller? Schuller. Uh, yeah, the Marine. I wish the guy hadn't been wearing the uniform when he did it. However, the terrifying notion is this. They scooped the dude up and they gave him a mental evaluation. That is, and when you have other people uh, from the from the January 6th Capitol Parade, <laughs> when they when they get scooped up and they're not allowed due process, Bail. they're 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 yeah. political they're political prisoners. You guys, it's we were saying this in the A block. It's it's now time if you're if you're thinking about doing something, if you're thinking about being vocal and not doing anything violent, but if you're thinking about, oh, you know what, I think maybe I should go to that meeting. You should you should go to that meeting, and you have to encourage your friends to stand up. This is a this is a uh, a scenario where it's they're it's it's coming they're coming at us from every angle. And I can remember you and I saying this, you know, uh, months ago, right after the right after the election. It's going to happen fast. It's going to happen from every angle. It's going to be like an avalanche. And all I we think- need is a few more brave people to continue standing up. Just a few more. Just a few more. Well, and things will change. Go ahead. It's like they thought they had a mandate to do some of this stuff. Like all of America thought Trump and Trump supporters were so awful that we're just going to be able to crack down on them and nobody's going to care. Have you seen Joe Biden's poll numbers? That like, is, uh, that's a, that's a good thing to talk about. That's good. That's an interesting, interesting thing. Now, why do you think the poll numbers are so low? I think the poll numbers are so low because what Americans care most about, and you can go back to James <laughs> Carville cause he nailed it, brother. It's the economy, stupid. You do not get to preside over the economic decline of America and have people not buck you. This is not the way it's going to go. When you have gas $1.40 more a gallon, when you're looking at energy prices, I mean, do you have any idea how many poor elderly people are going to die of the cold this year? Okay. I don't. I, I, I shudder to think. I shudder to think. Here's the. Th- There's. I, I have very little faith in the polls. I have very little faith I in the polls. I think it's lower than they're saying. Yeah. Hopefully, I, I can't help but think. And this is just me. I'm. I'm so. Uh, is this like a? I don't know if this is a. A sh- a shot across the bow. Uh, for Joe Biden to, you know, like, hey, buddy, you better uh, you better start doing what we want or these poll numbers are going to get worse. Or are they And this seems probably the, the center. You create a problem and you keep the problem going and then you bring in big government to solve the problem. That's what it seems. It seems like they want to establish, oh, it's bad now. It's bad. Look how bad. People are unhappy. Oh, but you're not unhappy with me, Joe Biden. You're unhappy with the problem. And here's how the government's going to solve it. And you can almost point to these bad poll numbers because they are ridiculously bad. They're 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 horrible. They're really, really but, bad. And I just don't I just don't trust them at face value. I always think there's something else going on underneath the here's, surface. Here's my take. OK, yes. The only reason Joe Biden got elected is he's not Donald Trump. So if you looked at Donald Trump's polling numbers, he the lowest he was going to go was somewhere in the high 30s because that was his base and his base was very loyal to him. Joe Biden has no base. Neither does Kamala Harris. They were just the Trump alternative. And a lot of people went out to vote. Joe Biden only won by about 45,000 votes across the country. It was not a landslide if you look at the Electoral College count. Okay. So, like, nobody voted for Joe Biden. They voted against Donald Trump. That's a very different dynamic, and I legitimately don't know if he has a floor. His floor might be the whacked-out far left that the whole administration is playing to. It's like they think Twitter is the electorate, and it's not. It's just not. 
I, I mean, don't even think I don't I don't this is me getting jaded. Uh with mail-in voting and the propensity for fraud through mail-in voting, I seriously, I'm I'm at the point where it it's all you you can't cry about spilled milk now, but like I don't I don't I don't uh People got Joe Biden in the White House. Let's just say that people, the people, uh, a certain group of people, the the tech people got Joe Biden in the White House. The mainstream media got Joe Biden in the White House. But mostly it, it was Google. It was Facebook. It was Zuckerberg. It was Zuckbucks. It was mm-hmm. uh, all these people. They, they got him across the finish line. They knew to keep him hidden in the basement. But you're absolutely right. There's not there's not 81 million people who were like, just you wait, he's going to do something awesome. There's a reason no, that 81 not. million people spoke with a unified voice. It's, uh, my, my concern is this, they got to move fast. They got to go now. If you're going to really right. try to make us a socialist country, you got to do it now before uh, uh, 22. You got to, you got to move fast. Their time is totally running out. Chuck Schumer screwed the pooch with his little speech after the debt limit raise. Everybody's like, I can't believe McConnell did that. You guys, if you ever want, don't ever under, sometimes McConnell will betray you, but if he's playing politics, do not ever like second guess him. This is the guy who held his nads and kept Merrick Garland off the bench for over a year. What he was doing was giving cinema and mansion air cover so that they didn't do an exception to the filibuster. If we lose the filibuster, we're screwed. Very good okay? point. So there's, Very good there's point. all of this pressure on mansion and cinema, right? <clears throat> and then McConnell's like, okay, here's the debt limit, but there's a dollar value attached and it gets the Democrats about through December. He didn't give them a blank check and everybody's acting like he did. He did not. So it gets them through about December. If they can't get their own caucus together by December, they're done. Going into 2022, the moderates are going to be scared crapless to pass something like this. There are so many moderates. We got like to keep it that way. Terry McCullough running for governor and, and the Virginia governor's race. If Yunkin gets close and or even beats McCullough. Democrats are dead in the water in 2022. Everything stops. They will not be able to pass anything because every moderate in the caucus is going to be like, I ain't getting near that. I want to keep my seat. I I, I said this we last week. We should all pray, pray, pray when Yonkin wins. <laughs> now, why was that funny? Oh, it's not. Who's we Glenn Yonkin? Who is that? Glenn Youngkin, he's running for governor of Virginia. That election oh. is in November this year. He's the Republican. If he wins and beats Terry McAuliffe in a blue state, that guy, Terry McAuliffe used to be head of the DNC. He's a Clintonite. If Youngkin beats him, and it's really close right now because Terry McAuliffe went on stage and said, I don't believe parents should be telling school boards what to teach. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So... It's very close right now. If Yunkin comes within a point or two or beats him, everything, everything the Biden administration is trying to do just falls apart, falls apart. For the moment, for the moment it does. Mm-hmm. It's, but it's, it's not like they're going to slow down or stop. This is, uh, we've, we've, we've crossed uh, a, a line. This is not old school politics anymore. Like eight years ago, eight years ago, you could go, oh, now the dynamic of power is shifting and blah, 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 blah. I, I think we're past that now the, because it's with with what's going on on the southern border and how they're changing the demographics and the way people vote and all this stuff. It's a constant and steady pressure of this socialism uh, that's that's disguised as wokeness. It's this this whole they're not going to call it communism. They're not going to call it socialism. They're going to call it equity, and they're going to call it blah 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 blah. But it's not going to go away on its own. We go, yes, and you're absolutely right. If 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 what just dude wins in 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 Virginia, 
That's that's going to be big news, and that's going to get a lot of headlines. But we cannot stop. We need Mm-mm. to we need to really stand firm and let our voices be heard. That like we, I I you're not playing by. They're not playing by any kind of rules. They're not playing by any kind of rules. So we got to do this in a nonviolent fashion and stand up and be heard and let and let this government know and let big government know that we're not going to take it. And now that's when we cue the D Snyder act. <laughs> but I think we're in a whole new ball game. We're in a whole new ball game. And and conservatives we got to we're playing catch up right now. Our pants are around our ankles. We got to, you know, I'll say it again. It's the Cheryl Atkinsons of the world. It's the it's the it's the it's the Gimblet in your articles, and it's it's Tim Pool, and it's, it's the Loftus Party, and it's legacy media's got to go away. Legacy well, I mean, media's got to go away. It's even Glenn Greenwald and <laughs> Michael Tracy, who are traditionally of the left, and they're like, yeah. uh-uh, uh-uh-uh. <laughs> yes, y'all have gone crazy. This is, there's like, you know, we try to keep it lighthearted and we could, you know, try to do jokes and, and all that good stuff. But this is, this is some truly fascist stuff. They always try to say Trump's the fascist, Trump's the fascist. But like, listen, uh, you know, take this shot or lose your job. Uh, we want to know what's in your checking account over 600 bucks and what you're doing as a private citizen. And if you go to a PTA meeting, you're going to be on some domestic terror list. And we're looking, listen, none of this, none of this is about your individual liberty and individual freedom. And I have more faith in individuals than I do in big government. So we uh, we got to keep going. We got to keep going. And the show needs to keep going. Coming up next, we have What's on the Web with Paul. It's She's a Good One. And then I invite you all to join the Gimlet and myself over on Patreon. Stick around. What's on the web with Paul is right around the corner. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-516-7602 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-516-7602 to take your call right now. Call 1-800-516-7602. That's 1-800-516-7602. Again, 1-800-516-7602. What's on the web with Paul? That's my super lame theme music. We got to get some theme music for this segment, Paul. You come in here every week and you're laying down some fine, fine vittles and we're not getting, we're not, we're not giving back. We got to get you some theme music, buddy. I'm going to work on that. I'm going to work on that. How you doing, man? Good. Sounds good. Look forward to the theme music. I don't care if I have to write it. Okay. So here's what I want to do, because it's always such a big segment. It's such a big, thick, fat segment of wonderfulness. We're just going to jump right in. What do you got, Pally? What's on the web, Paul? I think we have to start off with That Show Tonight again. There's a new clip from the first episode of That Show Tonight. It's called Woke Ma'am. Mm-hmm. It's on. And the best way to describe that is if you've ever seen any kind of cartoon clips that they used to do on Saturday Night Live. It looks pretty similar to that, only this one's with the Justice League and the new member of the Justice League. Did you want to talk a little bit about that? It's, yeah, here's the premise. Here's the premise. 
Uh, you go up to Justice League. You know, they got that, that satellite that goes around in outer space. So uh, you go in there, and Aquaman's saying to Batman, like, yo, Bats, what's going on? And and you find out there's an asteroid headed to Earth, and Superman can't handle it because Superman left. He quit. The UN, because of uh, cancel culture and everybody being woke and uh, equity and everything, no more Superman. So they got a replacement uh, woke ma'am, it's ma'am, ma'am, and uh, woke man has some pretty lame powers, so they have to deal with an asteroid, and they have to new deal with this new woke superhero. I think it's really funny. I think it's I think it's really quite funny, and it's the kind of thing that we want to do week after week on that show tonight. Here's the thing. I'm gonna, you know what I'm gonna do, Paul? I'm gonna pat myself on the back a little bit in this whole group of people over at that show tonight. When you think about doing a show like Saturday Night Live, and you're like, okay, there's gonna be a monologue, and then there's gonna be skits, and then we're gonna have a musical act, and we're gonna do commercial parodies, and we're gonna do, you know, cartoons, and we're gonna have fun. It's easy to talk about it, but it's another thing to pull it off. That's why nobody else has done it. Like a lot of people talk about it, but we're the only guys that have done it. And I, I look at this stuff, and I just cannot wait to do more. It's so much fun. And the way that they set things up over at that show tonight. So when you subscribe, which is what people need to do, this is the, this is the call to action. You subscribe to that show tonight, you're going to get the behind-the-scenes stuff. You're going to get the live show. You're going to get extra content, all that. We're going to hook you up. It's going to be worth It's going to be worth uh, your, your hard-earned cash and it's not even that much cash really it's a really uh good good uh, small chunk of change uh it's just gonna be fun they got their own servers so it's not like the man can shut us down and i'm a firm believer that it's like uh i don't know who said the quote but it's like if you want to find out who holds power over you find out who you can make fun of this we have been on a uh, Saturday Night Live only, Saturday Night Live, Saturday Night Live, Saturday Night for for the longest time since since that show Fridays went off the air, and Fridays was exactly just like Saturday Night Live. We're coming at it from another angle. We're gonna be able to do the jokes and make fun of the stuff that no one else is going to be able to do. We can not only touch the third rail, we can whip out our wieners and cock slap it. <laughs> Boy, that that went uh, that that escalated quickly as they <laughs> and they can't shut us down. It's 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 going to be just fantastic. So I'm I'm inviting everybody right now to go to thatshowtonight.com and subscribe. Yeah, just do it because we're we're going to do more shows. We're going to have different hosts, celebrity hosts, influencer hosts. We got it mapped out. We just got to keep going. We just got to keep going. So that's the best thing you guys can do. Subscribe to That Show Tonight. Go to thatshowtonight.com. Click that button. Or just make a donation. You know, either way, it's all good. I can't wait to do more. And when we have that date locked in, the November date and the location, I'm going to tell everybody about it so you guys can be part of the live audience. Skadoosh. So is the second one, is it planned for Nashville as well, or you don't really have that for sure? Right now, it- it's a toss-up between Nashville and New York. It might be New York. I'm trying to make New York happen, but ultimately the home for the show will be Nashville. Okay, good. So yeah. that's something that people need to check out. Of course, you can always just go to loftusparty.com to find out that uh, website, which of course is that showtonight.com. Yeah. Uh, Check out that stuff. And again, like I said, we have that clip of the not Justice League, Justice League. That's there. Yes. So moving on, we now know we have a there's a new uh, chant that's sweeping the nation. It's let's go, Brandon. And we've had two posts on that at the Loftus party this week. One was your post. And then uh, Gordon did a meme roundup of, uh, of all the memes made off of that. And of course, let's go, Brandon is just our horrible journalist way of trying to deny the reality that that's what people are chanting everywhere at stadiums and Alpha Square. What what did you think about that? This is, I take, it's an endless source of delight for me. And it really gives me faith in a higher power. I'm not even kidding. It's like the Lord God knew that not everybody was comfortable with chanting, you know, F Joe Biden. 
because you see these every Saturday it happens. Every, now it's it's happening at pro sporting events. This the latest one happened at NASCAR, where people just start chanting, you know, F Joe Biden, but they're not saying F. They're saying the whole one, the big one, F U, yeah, the 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 dirty one. And so a lot of people aren't comfortable with that. So uh, the Lord was witnessing this and devised a way so that we could just say, let's go, Brandon. And everybody knows what we mean. And it's just. What was that woman thinking? What was that NBC commentator thinking? Did she really think I, she could pull the wool? No, 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 no. I, dude, I think she was being genuine. I think she was being genuine. I did. I did that show based in NASCAR, uh, you know, the, the crew. And so being around those cars and be, it is so loud. And she's trying to do an interview. She's got her headphones on. So she's got a direct tie-in with this guy. And she's got producers in one ear. And she's listening to him with the other. And she's thinking about her next, you know, uh, question. And the crowd is chanting, you know, rah, rah, rah. I, I really think she probably thought they were saying, let's go, Brandon. The kid's name was Brandon. So it, it's. I think that's what she wanted to hear, but it's just perfect. And I encourage everyone, everyone to 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 chant, let's go, Brandon, because it's clean. Your grandmother can chant it. No one feels bad. And we all know what you mean. People are selling let's go, Brandon, T-shirts. They're hilarious. It's I, I can't get enough of it. Okay. People need to go see those two posts at thelotusparty.com. Yes. If you're not familiar with what we were talking about with the female commentator on NBC, just go to the one that Michael wrote and it has that clip there, and you'll see exactly what we're talking about. So, yeah. moving on. The shipping container home we want. Now, for people who aren't familiar, there's been, I guess, a minor trend of people taking shipping containers. We always used to call them Connex in the Army. Connex is because um, that's what they used to ship things. Yeah. But they're shipping containers. And there's been a minor trend of people taking them and repurposing them into building them into homes. And it, it takes a mountain of ingenuity to do that. And usually they come out as, eh, they're okay, not too bad. But, and this is the second post we did at the Loftus Party about shipping containers. The one that you posted lately, they actually did probably about as good as you can be, get on that. And what I mean as far as the design, painting it a matte black, they put some wood details on it to soften it up. And then the inside, they did a really, really good job on the inside. What are your thoughts on it? I, I'm I'm sold on this. Now, of course, you've got all these uh, cargo ships off the course. You can't, you can't, I don't, I don't even know how, if you can get a hold of a shipping container uh, to start making a home. But the one that these guys, this is another couple in Ohio. I don't think it's the same couple that did the one with the basketball court. But if you look at the post, uh, I believe they used six of them maybe they used yep. four of them these six six, six. Yep. and it's not hard once you see somebody do it this is the wonderful thing i tell you here's the other they're making huge uh leaps with prefabricated homes now which it's not the mobile home of yesteryear and these shipping container homes if you can get six of these things you're you're just so ahead of the game i still watch this youtube channel perkins brothers builders where they build things from the ground up and you learn a lot and blah 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 blah. but if you're just if you've got a hunk of land and you just want to start going fast and you can bring in some buddies and lay down a concrete slab and get your foundation going and then you can put up a few shipping containers you need to look at this at this post. You can do it's nice. It's nice. Then then all you're doing after that is you're putting up some drywall, making sure everything's waterproof, you know, running your ducts and then it's just the matter of it's it's just the fun of it. Oh, we want to cut a huge window here and we want these to be French doors and oh man, if you put these two on the, on top of that one this way, that could all be balcony and oh, it's I'm so, I really want to do this. I want to, this is something that I want to do uh, in the next, I want to buy a hunk of land and grab some shipping containers and just really, you know, have some fun and get crazy with it. it but it just seems ideal. You're, you're going, you've, you've saved so much time. 
bang, 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 bang. Put up your shipping containers. Okay, we'll cut a hole here. We'll put the stairs there. We'll put a window here. You're off to the races. I think it's fantastic. And for those people who don't, who are like, still aren't sold on it, it doesn't look like a shipping container on the inside. You can't tell they were shipping containers. That's how much they're not leaving the exposed metal or anything like that. Um, you can't tell it at all. One thing, and I think uh, they did a, tried to make a lot of use of natural light. And for the bedroom, they did 270 degree windows, which yeah. I thought, you know, and I'm always, I'm always of two thoughts on that. It's great, you know, from just looking at it and being able to sleep and wake up like that. But at the same time, every time I see a lot of glass in the building, my thoughts always go to, man, that's just a huge security risk, you know, because it's just I know. It's so inviting. For, so I'm always twisted because if it was just, well, what's your aesthetic taste? Man, I would take that every day. But the security issue always comes to my mind with that. Yeah, especially when you're building them out in the middle of nowhere, too. However, uh, they, may, they make alarms for that. They make alarms for that. It's all good. <laughs> all right, what's next up? This is exciting. House of the Dragon trailer looks like hot garbage. And for those who aren't familiar with what House of the Dragon is, you're forgiven because it hasn't yet aired, but it's going to be airing. This is the spinoff of Game of Thrones from HBO. And when you read what Michael wrote, you can see about he's all on board with the idea that HBO really messed that up. They messed up the, particularly, I guess, the ending of Game of Thrones. And when I looked at the trailer, I then read what you want. It's about, uh, read what you wrote about House of the Dragon. I kind of had to agree with you, especially, <laughs> especially the stuff about just people with white hair looking off longingly. Into the <laughs> I thought that was funny. This was, what are your thoughts? This was, uh, this was a chance of me just to spit some venom. Just to spit some absolute venom. I, I it's so frustrating. Like you had the, the the perfect storm with Game of Thrones. It was just wonderful. It was just wonderful. And then they ruined it. They ruined it. It was the creators, or not the creators, the people who adapted it, the people who wrote it, HBO, the people in charge of the money, everything. They ruined it. They ru and I still have a bad and, and I'm telling you, one of the things that I stumbled across the other day, Paul. I have my autographed copy, and, I, and I, I say this because I was criticizing the Wheel of Time series, and and somebody came at me uh, in a comment, you know, with like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. I know exactly what I'm talking about, you guys. I love this genre. I have an autographed copy of uh, the Game of Thrones, the, the first book, George R.R. R. Martin. He, he signed it. I, I love the genre. I love Dune. I love Game of Thrones. I love Star Wars. I love sci-fi. I love fantasy. And it's there's a lot of mistakes you can make. It's easy to make mistakes. They screwed up Game of Thrones. I still have a bad taste in my mouth. Now, to me, this reeks of a cash grab over it and just mass stupidity. They're going to go back, oh, a couple hundred years when the Targaryens were in power and they ruled the skies with dragons. Okay, so we ultimately know that doesn't work out. <laughs> we ultimately not like, so I, I'm not invested. I'm, I'm out already. And you think I'm going to be impressed with, ooh, look, there's a dragon flying around. Or, ooh, look at that hot naked chick with the fake blonde hair. Uh, it's not going to do it. It's not going to do it. These people keep making these same stupid mistakes. And it's like a, the cast is like a big nothing burger. And I don't, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. And why should I trust you? Why should I trust you? You're not showing me anything new, and you broke my heart last time. Here's the you solution. Tell, you mean Go to ahead. tell me? You mean to tell me Doctor Who in a long white hair wig is not something that you want to see? <laughs> not in this. George R. R. Martin is a fan of Tolkien. Who's a fan of Tolkien? Now. When you talk about what Tolkien did, you got The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings that take place right around the same time. And then the other big work is The Silmarillion. That's what you need to cover. If you're going to do a prequel to Game of Thrones, you got to go back a thousand years. Show me the war between the elves and men, the first children and men. Show me people going to those trees. Show me the beginnings of like something else. When, when the world was really crazy, when there's monsters we haven't even seen yet. That, and the, the, the same thing with Star Wars. They keep doing sequel, 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 sequel. How about this? How about you go further back in time 
you know, when the Sith ruled the galaxy. There was a, ooh, I'm, I'm, I'm going off here. There was a, uh, a series of anime shorts on Disney Plus, and there was a couple of them in there that hopefully Disney watched them and was like, okay, so that's a much better idea for a trilogy than we've ever come up with. That's a that's a better idea right there. What whatever that Japanese kid wrote, let's sign him to a contract and get him on board. Let's do some movies based in that. It's much more interesting. Don't go back a handful of years. Like, ugh, no, show me something new. All right, I can complain all day about this. Well, speaking of Star Wars, that's a good segue into our next one. Uh, the people running Star Wars Disney right now aren't going to make good movies. That's a given because they don't know what they're doing. Right. That leads into, that leads in Lucas, as in Marsha Lucas rips Disney's Star Wars sequel trilogy a new one. So this came out, a, I don't know, maybe a week or two ago about her thoughts on the sequel trilogy. And she did not hold back at all. It was so this, fantastic! This YouTuber, an Australian YouTuber named Robothead, who yeah. does a lot of Star Wars videos. I don't know who this guy is. He either has a lot of time on his hands or, you know, he's a professional at this or what he does. But anyway, he did one on Marsha Lucas his uh, comments on this and also he showed all the reaction from all the non-fan fanboys of the SJW version of Star Wars just you know lost their minds over it and he just had a good time making fun of all them and, and it basically puts to rest the argument are the new are the new sequel is the new sequel bad or not and the answer is definitively yes of course it's bad what are your thoughts it was so delightful when I found, and I'm a fan of this robot head guy. He's his videos, his criticisms, his critiques. I like him. I like Critical Drinker as well. well I'm going to start posting uh, Critical Drinker stuff too at the site. The way they dissect these horrible uh, uh, tissue paper thin arguments, they dissect them and they they show you proof and they back it up with clips, and it's just so. It's just so delightful. It's and it's entertaining to watch. So, I guess someone uh, from the Star Wars world or the Disney world person has a new book coming out about Star Wars and Lucas and blah 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 blah. So he interviewed uh, Marsha Marsha uh, Lucas. And here's the great thing, you guys. Like I knew she edited Star Wars, and I knew she gave you know some helpful criticism. She had good notes for George Lucas. Now. You, you here's the thing. George Lucas is a great editor. George Lucas is phenomenal. And Marsha Lucas is phenomenal. She did Taxi Driver. She's yep. won Academy Awards. Yep. So it's not like she's a slouch. And for ha to have her come out, it must have been driving her crazy. Because she's like, yeah, Kathleen Kennedy, J.J. Abrams, whew, they just don't love Star Wars. They don't know Star Wars. Yeah, the movies are garbage. And she, it's just... It's great. It's great. And if you don't like uh, the sequel trilogy as much as I can't stand it, just a, just as a as as a writer and someone who enjoys a, a good movie, they suck. They suck on every level. And it goes to my criticism of Wheel of Time. It's crazy how this all comes together. With the Force can't do everything, and that's what that's what. They they did it in the in the in the sequel show. Oh, there's a, there's this. Oh, everybody has the force, and now with the force, you can fly through outer space like Princess Leia, like a popsicle stick. And oh, here's because it's science fiction. Oh, there's this new piece of technology where the Empire can track us through hyperspace, and now you can take a ship and go into hyperspace and take out a whole fleet. No, no, you cannot write yourself into a corner and then just say, oh, now the force can do this, or oh, now technology can do this. You have to set up rules and you have to follow them that's what tolkien knew and that was my problem with the whole wheel of time series i'm i'm when i start a fantasy series i'm almost compelled to finish it like i just have to it's like an ocd thing wheel of time is the only one i ever walked away from i'm like i'm wasting my time i'm wasting my money i'm buying these books and the the writer who everybody seems to just love 
The dude knew he was on a good thing. He was hitting that series like a freaking ATM. The story was slowing down. Characters are going sideways, a bunch of side missions. But then when there is some real jeopardy and some real peril, it's like, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, your magic is so strong. It can teleport us out of here. All right. Now you're just now it's just a jack off session. <laughs> if you're just going to make up a new piece of magic or a new piece of technology, you suck. <laughs> hmm. So I've never seen the the sequel trilogy. Never planned to. It does. I mean, it doesn't look at all interesting to me. But also, it goes back to the prequels. Marsha Lucas was not involved with the prequels, and it shows. And yeah. Robot Ed covers this in his video. You know, he's saying that, that well, she didn't really save Star Wars the original film in the editing room because you can say it about any movie. But George Lucas without Marsha Lucas apparently cannot make a good Star Wars film. Is what it boils down to. And that's what well, you see. And that's what you see with the prequels and then, of course, the sequel. There's a moment, and I would say this, in defense of George Lucas. George Lucas is like a tech, he's a, he's a technician. He's an editor. He knows, that's like he sets up shots good because he's like, okay, I'm going to get this and I can cut away to that. And then with, you know, Industrial Light and Magic, we're going to use this as a background and this piece of technology and blah, 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 blah. I think maybe Marsha Lucas was his Jiminy Cricket. Like, she was his emotion. There was a, a pretty well-known disagreement that Liam Neeson had with George Lucas. Liam Neeson, when he's going to take Anakin Skywalker and, and leave his mom on Tatooine to be a slave all by herself, you know, and she wants her son to get out of slavery and, and live and have a future. And they did a couple takes of it. And then Liam Neeson tells George Lucas, he's like, I, I got, I'm, I'm going to reach out on this one, just so you know, for the cameras. I'm going to reach out and I'm going to put my hand on her shoulder, you know, to try to comfort her a little bit. And George Lucas is like, no, no, you don't, you don't need to do that. And, and Liam Neeson is like, yes, yes, I, I do. I do need to do that. No, no, we're good. We're good. And it became like a bit of a, a tiff between them. And I, Liam Neeson's right. He's like, I'm taking her kid. I mean, I'm not dead inside. I know I'm a Jedi Knight, but good Lord, I still have. <laughs> I don't want to be mean to this lady. And it stayed in the film. But that's the kind of thing. I just think that there's a some kind of disconnect where George Lucas is kind of uh, guarded emotionally. And his characters, sometimes they need that. Anyway. Well, okay. That's what I'm got... about. Sometimes, sometimes you need that. Sometimes you can't work alone. Sometimes you need a second person and. That's what works best, and apparently George needed Marsha in order to do Star Wars right. But anyway, yep, that's what that is. We have time for one more. We we do, but we got to make it so fast. We go so long. Final trailer for Dune. What are your thoughts, dude? Just here's the thing: they're they're jacking us around. It looks great. I'm sorry, it looks great. Dune is such a big book. It's such a big book. You can't do that with at least 10 movies. My beef is this. They gave the green light to the first movie. Now, yes, the cast is out. The cast is off the charts. That had to cost a fortune. The special effects had to cost a fortune. Yes, it's a lot of money. But, like, at this point, you can't get me this excited. You can't You can't go ahead and give me the full nerd boner and, not, and, and then not pay it off with some kind of actual role in the hay. They've got a second movie that they're waiting to green light because they want to wait and see. That would be one of the great tragedies of our time if they just did the first half because it looks – it just looks spectacular. It looks absolutely spectacular. So, yeah, they they need to green light that second movie and give it to us. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. <laughs> okay. Paul, that is um, – here's a, a couple that I think other people uh, – I, I posted a thing. Uh, 20, 25 weird or awesome sex toys. You decide everybody needs to go look at that. Uh, there's, there's some that are highly interesting. I want, I want reviews from people. I want people to go, uh, to go try those out. And then, uh, in entertainment, what did we not hit on that? I wanted to hit on you. You guys got to watch the trailer for choo choo Charles. It's so insane that you're going to want to play. That's all I'm going to say. Just go look at the trailer for Choo Choo Tra Charles, and you're going to want to buy this video game. It looks so nuts. And then, by all means, watch the clip of Jerry Lee Lewis and Keith Richards. They did a special. They filmed it in L.A., I want to say in 86. Mick Fleetwood is playing drums. 
Jerry Lee Lewis, the killer, is tinkling on the piano, and he's still relatively young, and he's playing with his feet, and Keith Richards is playing, and it's what it's the power of music, and they they do uh, Little Queenie, they do Little Queenie by Little Richard, and it is just a phenomenal cover, and and then you can get Jerry Lee Lewis and Keith, and you can tell Keith is taking it seriously. Keith ain't phoning it in. It's a phenomenal cover, and it's a great piece of video. So you guys. That is what's on the web. There's more coming every day. There's always a new, wonderful, eclectic mix. Here's what's going to happen. As per usual, we're wrapping up the show here, and then the Gimlet and I are headed over to Patreon, where you guys should be. So, thank you so much. We love you, and we will talk to you soon. <laughs>